Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here's your host, Paul Moyer and Michael Bumpus. Michael Bumpus, Paul Moore, Nasa Chovy. This is Hawks Live every Thursday right here on 710 ESPN at 7 o'clock from Century Lincoln. Now we're going to talk about what we saw and what we need to see. I'll tell you something we saw, Paul Moore. What'd you see? We saw a defense that when they needed to make a play, when it mattered the most, Bobby Wagner puts the D-line on a slant. He fills the gap, forces the guard to come block him. Lano Hill controls the edge, forces everything inside, and LJ gets low, wins the leverage battle, and tackles Cam in the backfield. That's what I saw. Yeah, all three actually um, did good things. What was interesting is, you know, the Patriots had actually ran three plays like that. Um, yeah. I think it was either their second or third where they actually motioned the wing over and then also shifted the back over. Mm-hmm. Cam kind of pointed, so Bobby at that point. Again, Bobby's not calling the play. He gets a play, and but he has the option has the on option. how he's going to slant, yeah. depending on the formation, right? And so he goes, hey, we're slanting right. You'll rip whatever righty, whatever you, rip you rosy. want. Rip whatever. <laughs> it starts with an R, and anything after counts, but – uh, which was a great call, a veteran, veteran call. But he also had the wherewithal to see the guard pull and realize he could run underneath. He could run through that gap and yep. catch Cam. It stopped the guard pulling that he had to come back and block Bobby. Um, I'm going to go with LJ uh, Collier. Great job there. Not only did he slant, he was being held like you know what. Yes, I mean, sir. hard. I, mm-hmm. The Patriots had two penalties. Their first drive for five yards their last drive for five yards nothing in between they were holding our guys like not to complain we won the game we're going to let that go but he got held hard he fought through it he ripped through it and and he fought hard to get up field and then leno hill not only did he take on the the guy who was blocking him i think it was the the fullback um he worked his way not just up field but he worked his way in yeah and and he actually hit cam newton i mean it wasn't that he just forced it in he actually, I think, initiated contact, him, him and L.J. Collier. So it was it was a great play, a veteran play. And that's why I just think it's we, we make plays. Are they proud of the fourth quarter, giving up 450 yards, 14 first downs, nah. or 250 yards, uh, 14 first downs? No. I mean, you've got a big lead. We gave up a big play. I think Jamal Adams got beat by Edelman right after we'd taken a double-digit lead. Uh but I keep coming back. It's my second week in a row where I'm going to say this. I'm more encouraged now than ever because we're going to play so much better. We have playmakers. We have Dunbar. We have Jamal Adams. The big one that I think hurt us more than anything, Diggs getting kicked out of the game. Yeah. I, look, that was a big factor in the game. So I, I think we're going to continue to play better, and we're 2-0 and feeling pretty good about 2-0, it. 2-0, feeling good. I don't care how many yards they gave up. It doesn't matter. 2-0, right? That's all that 2-0. matters. 2-0. Talk to me about this offense, though. Are, I mean, are you are you kind of surprised? I mean, it's it's a jump from last year. Yeah, I, I am surprised. I didn't think that – I thought we would gradually see and feel like Russell Wilson is kind of driving this thing. I didn't think it would be two weeks in a row to where, yeah, Russell was definitely driving this. But then I also look at – 
the adjustments that Shadi has made. He's up in he's up in the booth. That changes yeah. the game. That tells me two things. One, he's up in the booth. He trusts Russell Wilson. He goes, look, I can communicate with him from here. We can communicate effectively. We can execute. I'm good here. But then I also think that him being up there just allows him to see the game differently. I mean, we've we've called plays. We've been on the field. We've been up in the booth. And I was a head coach at Monroe High School for five years. My last year, I was offensive coordinator for all five. But my last year, I wanted to go in the booth so bad because I'm calling plays and I'm relying on people to relay stuff to me, which I trust those guys. But there's nothing like seeing it yourself and believing it yourself. So I think Shadi making that adjustment has taken this offense to the next level along with Russell doing what he's been doing. Yeah, because I'm not sure that it's a, a scheme change. It, 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 it's a slight philosophy change in that, hey, if the pass is working, we're going to keep going with it. There's no reason to run it. And yeah. Again, I, I think this offense right now is the most dangerous it's ever been because if you can't stop the run, we'll run it 10 times in a row. And if you can't stop the pass, we'll throw it 10 times in a row. And if you're not sure, we'll run it. We'll throw it a little bit like last week. It was a very balanced, balanced offense. I, the thing I, I think has been interesting is I think it's – I don't know if it's the relationship between Shoddy and Russell. It's the um, – and again, a play's a play. You, it, it doesn't matter what play you call, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes the timing of it, mm-hmm. but there's something about the flow of it. So you, you mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, you're an offensive guy. You know, sometimes there's just a, a feel of flow with you and your quarterback. And you had a great quarterback your last year. You know, I mean, he was he, yeah. he was good. Uh-huh. But talk about that relationship between an offensive coordinator and a, and a quarterback. It's you know what it's like. We're we're married men. I'm married. You're married. Our producer, NASA Chobie, is married. It's like when you just have one of those good days to where the kids are in the car on time. The lunches are made. We're on time getting to the pier. We get onto the Ferris wheel and no one's crying and everyone's ready to go. That's what a relationship feels like between an offensive coordinator and his quarterback, whereas everything that happens is smooth. And if there's a hiccup, you get right back on track with effective communication and just belief in each other. So that's what I think is happening right now, and I'm excited to see it. So now I ask you, what do we need to see? No, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let you ask me yet. Oh, no, I got to okay. I, I want to stay right. on that one because how much of it is Shoddy calling a play and the options on that play for Russell to then say, okay, I have – these three, four options. So, you know, again, you can call a play and a quarterback goes, oh, I've only got one or two options. But, okay, I'm so good now. I see it ahead of time. I know exactly what the defense is. So my first two reads are gone before I even snap the ball. I'm going last play of the game or the third down and one and a half, right? They got 11 guys up in the box. Why did Russell decide to throw that one to Tyler Lockett, even though I think it was the right decision. It was incomplete. Yeah. So how much of it is I've called the play, but, man, now Russell gets to see the whole field, and it's on Russell. Well, that last play I, I feel was just a check. Cover zero. You got a run play on. You check out. You throw your goals. There's I, no, was there, think, and there's no other option, right? No, there's no other option. You got, you got all your gaps accounted for. They're bringing more than you can block. There's no way you're going to get a runoff. So you got to go over the top. You have to go over the top. No okay. cover zero, no safety. You take your shot. So right. I, I get that. Um, I think that – Shoddy is calling plays that he knows Russell is comfortable with, right? You you run these 60 plays throughout the week, and a good coordinator, he ran that one well. 
He understands that one. You're getting your feedback in between these plays during practice. He likes that one. You're you're registering stuff that he doesn't even realize. He's listening to your your looking at your body language. How are you talking to him? You know what what's your language like through this whole through this whole play? There's a lot of plays where Shadi or Russell goes to Shadi and and Shadi's like, nah, that play is done. He's he's not comfortable with that play. He's not he's not seeing what I'm seeing. So he's calling plays that. He feels like I'm in Russell Wilson's shoes. I have the VR glasses on. I'm quarterback, and we're thinking the same thing. And I feel like no matter what happens, he's going to be able to counter whatever he sees. So the, the, the offensive coordinator can talk to the quarterback till 15 seconds before the snap. Yeah. How much do you think Shotty's really talking to him? Oh, you know, or, hey, here's the call. Don't forget, just boom, boom. If if he trusts him, it's five. Which you know he does. It's five to eight seconds. Hey, this, here's the play. Boom. Don't forget this. Here's the key. Go get it. it and it, and Russell may be going, yeah, no kidding. I already know that. Yeah. yeah I'm, the, sure. I'm an offensive coordinator. <laughs> exactly. Now, this, this is fun. Uh, here's what I will say. I'll do a mini flex. Okay. Flex. Mini Let's flex. Do it. In the last few years, I can use offensive. I, I, I have a pretty good idea by formation down a distance where we are. A pretty good idea what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I do not know what they're doing right now. That's good. It is really good. As, you, not would, like as you would ask Dory, is that good? It Paul? is good. That's good. And it's not like I, but you know, I I study the game and you study the game. I get a feel for it. And in the past, I go, eh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run off tackle. They're gonna throw an out route here and hit. I really don't know. The third one, I, I, you, you kind of know that I don't think there was an option. Literally, truly, they had 11 guys on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, you could not run the ball. You had to take your shot over, the, go over the top. They wanted them to take the shot. They had they, to. They, they forced them to take they, the shot. They said, well, we're going to take our chance because we're going to lose anyways if we, we don't. But in mixed downs, I, I don't know. We're not getting to third down a lot, which means we're winning on mixed downs. And I, I just – there's a – I bring this up a lot. There's a book called Blink. You, you see it, uh, something, and you just your instincts tells you what's going to go on. It, it happens a lot. It's not working for me with their offense. I'm looking around. I go, I don't know where the ball's going. So I think that's a good thing. No, that's a good thing. And I believe the two tight end sets really help disguise what they want to do because they will throw out of that two tight end set when that is a traditional heavy big boys we're going to run the football. So now I'm going to ask you again, Paul. Can I okay, ask you now? Okay, now you can ask me. I, I have one now. more I wanted to ask okay. you, but go ahead. All right. Now, what do we need to see for this team to take another step? Because there, there's another step that needs to be taken, I feel like. Well, it's not offensively. Um, I, well, if it was offensively, I was going to ask you. I go, I'm actually surprised Will Disley isn't more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he may with the drop from Olsen last week, the first throw to him. Do you think they're going to give up on Olsen? One I don't, drop? I, no, I don't think it's not a, it was a drop. And, yeah, actually, you brought this up on the postgame show. It wasn't a drop. It was a defensive touchdown drop that went the other way and you said it i noticed he didn't get another target the yeah. rest of the game i don't think that's the reason i think he has confidence i'm just surprised because will disley's been so good in the passing game and he's been quiet so far this year maybe they're easing him in because of his injury you've got olsen as a veteran so i i see that uh evolving and I, I don't even know if we need Josh Gordon. I don't even know if we need Dorsett. I mean, I like Swain. I mean, he's, he's been impressive since camp. So offensively, I, I would like to see Disley get a little more involved. Um, now, defensively, man, we got we got a lot to improve on. Well, Quandre's looking better. I feel like Quandre struggled early 
in the game. He had a missed tackle against Julian Edelman, who's not a big guy. You should yeah. wrap him up and take him down. Um, he missed a pick six. They could have scored and evened the game up. But um, bounce back, and I feel like he's slowly – I think we'll see the best of Quan, uh, of of Dunbar. Okay, so I was going Quan. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Oh, I would no, go no, with Quentin no. Dunbar. I, okay. I will see the be- we will see the best of Dunbar week five and six, where I feel like his body has caught up to his mind. Because the mind, the mind is there. He recognizes route concepts. Oh, he's he's, he knows what he's supposed to do. But now it's getting his body to react. I want you to go watch his interception. So he, to me, he's got the smoothest back pedal. I've heard some people say, well, he's, he's not confident. He normally presses and bumps. I go, no, he doesn't. He plays off. He's comfortable from off. He's the best route reader from off in the NFL. That interception, go watch him. He flipped his hips open before his feet were on the ground. It's unbelievable. You've got to watch it in slow motion. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. And now his hips are open. Once his feet hit the ground, he was, he was gone. He, I mean, he he's, he could have even if the ball was a little more outside. I think he still picks that. Unbelievable! He's getting his confidence. We get Diggs back now this week. We're we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. Quandre's flipping his hips in the air. He's doing the matrix, whatever it's you call it. Unbelievable! There you go. Check it out. All right, coming up next, we go inside the film room. We're gonna break down three plays that we saw from the Patriots. That's coming up next. Paul Moyer, Michael Bumpus, Hawks Live. Hawks live every Thursday from 7 to 9 live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks live with me, Michael Bumpus, and him, Paul Moyer. And now we're going into the film room. The very first play we're going to break down is Russell Wilson finding DK Metcalf for a 50-yard touchdown on the reigning defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore. Four-man rush by the Patriots. Russ, seven-step drop is going to let it fly deep. Got a man out here. It's Metcalf. Reaches up. Makes the catch. Touchdown, Seahawks! How in the world did he catch that? Had a man all over him, and he still reaches back. Catches the bomb for six. The Seahawks are a point away from tying it up again from 54 yards. An absolutely perfect rainbow to DK Metcalf. Now, Paul, I'm going to give you a little insight on this, this play right here. Hey, Michael, why don't you give me some insight? Okay, I got okay. you, Paul. I'm going to give right. you some insight. Give me some insight. So I asked DK Metcalf, is he comfortable playing in the slot? You know what he said? He said, I'm a receiver. So I, I said, I'm going to say less. I'm going to let you do your thing. This play right here, DK is working from the slot, and Gilmore is following him throughout the game. Now, they're manned up. Gilmore is locked in. In this Seattle offense, that slot typically or a lot, a lot of the times runs – Deep crosses, shallows. He's going across the field. He's going across the field. And that's exactly what DK sells right here. He goes, look, I'm going to run that deep cross that you're expecting right now, that that safety is even expecting. By the way, he so flips his talk hips. Talk about that. He, the, the safety is looking like it's going to be a deep, deep cross or a backside yep. flag. Yep. Oh, yeah, no, they sold it. Yeah, so Gilmore says, I've seen this before. He's running a deep cross. The safety goes, I've seen this before. He's running a deep cross. DK does a great job putting his foot in the ground, selling it, even looks back to the quarterback, and then whips his hips and gets on top, staying away from the safety. Now, on the bottom, great play design. I believe that's David Moore, maybe even Freddie Swain, runs a dig to occupy that corner to pull him 
downhill. So he has a one-on-one with the safety, backside safety, or the middle safety, going backside, expecting a post. He flips his hips, gets on top, and now he's just a big boy. Once he has a step on you, you're on his hip. You, you just have to pray that he drops his football, that you uh, just mess up his flow enough to where he drops the ball, which Gilmore's in good position. He's not in bad position, right? It's not even a great throw because DK has to slow down and kind of arms it, right? I mean, if he yeah. leaves it out there, I mean, he's he's definitely got Gilmore beat. But so I'm a, a great great description. I'm I'm going to ask you one of three things on this play, okay? Because when uh, it's it's good protection, it's a four man rush. Actually, Dwayne Brown kind of gets beat a little bit off a chip. I think he got off balance on it on it. Um, is it a better throw, a better catch, or a better design? I got to go with design. Yeah. I'm going to go with design because I feel like I'm always going to give the coordinator the benefit, benefit of the doubt. Like, look, this is what we expect when we get in this, in this situation, with this formation, on this area of the field. So I feel like Shadi was like, yep, this is what we're going to get. And then it just happens. Now the design is great. Granted, they, you get them in a one high, they're manned up. So what do you do? You show the cross. Safety's going to flip his hips. Backside, you run a dig. Get the corner out the way. Now, DK, you go and beat your guy. DK has to do some things to make this work. Yep. But I love oh, the he, design. He's strong. And, look, 80%, 90% of the time you're, you're running a, a, an offense or a defense that you've worked in camp and all the time. And then, then there's that 10 20% where you game plan somebody. Yeah. They game planned them, and I, I think this not only did this change the game, it changed the confidence. I mean, I think DK kind of knew, oh, I'm making a statement today mm-hmm. against the best guy. Yo, you want me? Yep. You sure? Be careful what you <laughs> wish for. Gave me a little goosebumps right there. Ooh, let's that, was, go. that was big. Yeah, that was good. All right, the next play, Quentin Dunbar steps in front of Demir Bird for the interception. Newton's going to throw far side, and it's picked off on the far side. Getting up, turning up field, Dunbar. But he was touched down by the receiver on the far side. They went one too many times on the quick out far side, and Dunbar was right there to pick it off. All right, Paul, you got you got me juiced up with this one off air. Uh, explain to me what what you saw here. Yeah, I mean, look. First of all, you've got a, a, a tight formation, so you've got two two wide receivers, a slot look to our right, and and a, I would call it a bunch look to our left. Um, so you've got. You know, everybody inside the numbers. You don't have anybody split out right. But I'm just going to talk about our right side where Dunbar is. There's just very few guys today that play off. He feels comfortable playing six, seven, eight, nine yards off. He likes a, a really smooth, slow backpedal. He's got such fluid hips. And that what I'm talking about here is, I'm just going to, you can't see it, but I highly recommend you go and, and watch this thing if you can. He is. He's about seven, eight yards from the wide receiver. Uh, not necessarily the line of scrimmage, but from the wide receiver. And he's just got a smooth back pedal. I mean, he just he takes maybe two or three yards in his back pedal. He reads the route. He's already sitting outside, so he already knows kind of what's coming, right? Just yeah. in his alignment. And once he puts his feet down, I tell you what, he is explosive. I mean, he, uh, the amount of ground he covers on this throw, it's incredible. Um, there's a lot of other things going on, but I really just, to me, this is a Dunbar play. This is what, if you go and watch him the last two years, this is why the Seahawks traded for him. And now that I think he's finally comfortable and, and trusting his instincts again and reading routes, I think we're going to see more of this. 
Yeah, I see a guy who recognizes what the receiver is trying to do. One, Dunbar has outside leverage, so anything breaking to the outside, he's going to be good to go. As soon as that receiver hits his one, two, his third step and starts rolling that thing, he knows what he's seeing, and he's jumping on it. He's such a veteran. He was a receiver who got converted to a corner, so he knows what he's looking at. And I see a guy who's really confident, and I see a guy, like I said earlier, to where we're not going to see his best until week five or six. You know, if you get a chance, you know, go go watch Griffin down below, too. And Griffin's not as deep. I mean, in fact, when he makes his break, he's at the 45-yard line, whereas Dunbar is sitting at the, around the 42, 43-yard line. But if you go watch Griffin, and Griffin's fantastic. He's a pro bowler. Yep. He has a waste of step. He, he reaches way back with his left foot, and he has to recover for that. And he might have intercepted if they threw it to, to their guy, too. The smoothness of Dunbar, God, there's a guy named Dave Brown. Uh, you know, matter of fact, we're here at Century Link. He's up here in the Ring of Honor. He's to my left. You know, God bless him. He, he passed away a, a while back, one of my dear friends. He was one of the best off guys as well. And I think, you know, he had 62, 63 interceptions in his career. So Is that is, – is, is No, like, not me. That's not even a flex. That's no, no, no. I know I was going to ask. Like, that's good, right? Uh, he should be in the <laughs> – he should be a Hall of Famer. I think it's – the most interceptions of anybody who's not in the Hall of Fame. All right, our last play, we got L.J. Collier stops Cam Newton on the one-yard line to win the ball game. Newton from the shotgun. Johnson, the fullback, wings on the left side. Newton's going to run the ball. He gets hit. He flipped up in the air. He doesn't get there. Clock ticks down. It's all zeros. What a play by the Seahawks defense. They throw their helmets. They are going nuts on the field. Cam Newton. The first time tonight, I believe they've stopped him dead in his tracks, and I believe it was Bobby Wagner who got there to do it. What an end to what a game. The Seahawks win 35-30 to over the Patriots. Wow. Now, Paul, I have a confession to make with this play. Okay. One, when they were in that situation, I thought the game was over. I'm thinking they're not, they're not going to stop Cam again. Cam wants one or two yards. He's going to be able to get that. My second confession is – I didn't notice what you pointed out earlier about Lane Hill. Yes, he sets the edge. He takes on the block. But he takes on the contact and then keeps crawling, crawling. and gets to Cam Newton. I think he needs a little more love than he got. No, I, you know, when I – look, I think if Cam saw this again, he would have tried to have bounced it outside, and he probably scores if he does. But because Lano is far enough upfield, that would be a tough bounce. And – you know, this is where it's the little things, right? The little things are making big plays. He could have stopped right there and taken on the the fullback right there, who was look film study. It, I mean, if I it's a big boy game, they got a, an extra tackle playing their left tight end right to us. They they had motioned over a tight end who was in the backfield and played him kind of in a wing, but really on the line of scrimmage. So. Uh, that tackle wasn't even eligible because I think he's covered. They had widened the fullback almost out to the tight end. So there, you know where it's going. This yeah. is rip, rip. Everybody's slant right. That's yep. Bobby Wagner. But if he just forced it back in and that's all he did, man, Collier's got to make one hell of a play. And he's got to bring down a six foot six, 260-pound, maybe the best athlete in the NFL. Tough play. I mean, all Cam has to do is lean forward, yeah. and he gets a touchdown, right? He covers a yard and a half just in his size. <laughs> yep. So he crawls. He 
and he, and because of that, it allows Collier and him. There's nowhere for Cam Newton to run at that point. Yeah, and they tumble him over. They chop a tree down. I mean, it just. Over the top. It's it's such a great play. I could talk about this play all day long. What Bobby Wagner did, uh, even KJ Wright. Uh, there's so many great guys who who did their job on this one. So many things went right when it mattered the most, and that's what championship teams do. You get your butt kicked. You lose this third down battle. You get beat up top by Edelman, who doesn't take the ball down the field often. But when it matters the most, your guy. Bobby Wagner sets everybody up and everyone executes. So you know, you know what's a great play was the play before this. What was that? It was Quentin Dunbar. He's got it was Edelman. He runs a, a crosser. Oh route. yes, yes. Look, it should have been a touchdown. If he doesn't make the tackle and bring him down hard, it, it maybe it is a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And again, so he stays with it. So to me, it was the way he tackled the guy rather than ride him, which would have ridden him into the end zone. There, there, there's so many great plays in this game. So many great plays. I hope we get more of this this weekend. All right, coming up next, we'll go around the NFL with myself, Michael Bumpus. He is Paul Moyer. This is Hawks Live. Tune in. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live. Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer, and Asichobi over there doing his thing. He's producing this. Every Thursday, 7 o'clock, CenturyLink, we'll be here. And now we get to go around the NFL. Now, we talk about the Hawks because that's what we do. But now we're going around the NFL. You hear the music? You did the Raiders, man. Yeah, this I, kind of, this, this reminds you of the Raiders? It does. It does. The I Raiders. Know, I know it's NFL, but, yeah. I love both, it. You and I are both Raiders fans. So, we're going across the NFL. Now, I'm going to talk about Drew Brees. He doesn't look like the same Drew Brees. He's throwing a bunch of check downs. What do you – does this team have a chance to really get another Super Bowl? Because they were the favorites in the N- NFC prior to the season start. I, I think their defense is good enough. They, my goodness, they've got skilled players all over the board. Tough matchups. Yes, but here's what I would say. Look, Drew Brees has been dinking and dunking for the last three years. Yeah. And if you if you have the team that can take that dink dunk away and be confident not getting beat over the top, you'll shut New Orleans down. They're still a tough matchup. It, to me, it's all about matchups. And when they get to the playoffs, if they're they're matched up with the right team. Now, all right, Cam Newton. A lot wow. of teams passed on this man. They didn't think he, he could get it done. I don't know if it, that they didn't think he could get it done. I think it had more to do with injury. He okay. had a shoulder injury. Yeah. Look, he. You look in last year. I mean, he couldn't throw the football. Yeah. So now you're going. All right. What What am I willing to do for him? Brilliant move. You're going to go to a guy, a coach, offensive coordinator. Said we're going to take. What you do and do it the best, and we're also going to get you to get back into your old form. Uh, look, he looked good. He looked not only does he look good running and making good decisions. Um, look, it's the highest completion percentage he's ever had over the last two games. Yep. So sometimes it's the right system. You know, at some point, you know, they're going to have to go, and he's going to have to go do it. And yep. but I, I think he's back if he stays healthy. Paul Moyer. Josh Allen is the leading passer in the NFL. Yeah, I know he's. Not. You buying it? Are you selling no. it? What are you doing? Are you buying it? Well, we're going to play him this year, and they got a good defense. Yep. So, you know, when I looked at the schedule earlier, I said, you know, the best quarterback we're going to play is probably Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe Dak Prescott this week. You know, maybe it's going to be Kyle Murray now that he's really starting to evolve. Um, no, I'm not completely bought on that, but I, I'm going to be. I haven't studied it that hard. I know they got a good defense. And we'll worry about them when we get to them. 
you know who we have to worry about is Kyler Murray and yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they're a problem. That, that's a good football team. You got Drake back there running the rock. You got Kyler who's running the rock as well. I believe he's top 15 rushing in the NFL right now. You got DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I mean, when when we get to those guys, they're going to be a problem. It, it'll, it could be a shootout. Um, I think we actually match up pretty well with them. I don't know why. It's just, you know, sometimes it's it's perception. Where the Cowboys, they always go, God, we don't match up well with them because they're so balanced. I, I think there's things we could take away from Arizona. And to me, their defense hasn't proven anything yet. You know, maybe that's a, a 42-35 game. 42-35. I'll take it. All right. Ben Roethlisberger, he's yeah. back after the elbow surgery. Yeah. I, I've watched him play. It doesn't look like he's favoring it. It looks like he's following through with all of his throws. Should the league be taking the Steelers seriously at this point? Well, I think they are. If you look at a lot of the power rankings, they're way up there. I'm, you know, again, with him, you know, I just he's that kind of guy I go, he's really he's like Cam Newton, really mm-hmm. hard to get on the ground, right? I mean, they're they're a different type of player, so you got a game plan for them. But he's a guy that just makes a mistake at the weirdest time. You know, he has a great game for 98% of the time, but those 2% but their defense is an issue. I mean, yeah. for for teams. I mean, they they get after the quarterback. Uh, they're pretty talented. Look, if we play them in the Super Bowl, I'm happy. <laughs> now, Russell Wilson has been the talk of the league. I feel like at least he's one of the talks of the league. But slowly but surely, quietly, Aaron Rodgers is making his own case to be like, look, don't forget about me. No, I'm still I, doing my thing. I I hope Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. What? I, yep. And I hope Russell Wilson gets a couple of votes. Why? Explain this to me. Because there has not been an MVP who's won the Super Bowl this this century. Okay? And that that quickly you convinced me to uh, go with what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So So give him some votes. 2000, no no MVP has won the Super Bowl. Let's give him a couple votes. But I want the Super Bowl. (laughs) I really do, and I think Russell Wilson can win us the Super Bowl. So, Aaron, go air it out. You have more touchdowns, more yards. Get two more votes than Russell. We'll go and take the Lombardi Trophy. You can have the MVP. Call again. Okay, yeah. so now I'm going to talk to a safety Oh yeah. about a safety's mm. play. Now, Diggs got kicked out of the game. It hurts me. Um, for making just trying to make a play on the football. Playing football. Overall thoughts on that whole situation. Well, first of all, I hate the rule. You want to do that in high school, have at it. You want to do it in college? Eh, okay, so be it. The NFL, these guys are playing football. Yeah. I go, you, so here's my issue. And you guys have heard me talk about this a bunch. That is such a bang-bang play. Yep. There's no, to me, there's no question in my mind. The only way that we can stop these dangerous throws, you have got to start finding the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. That you was find a, them. Find them. For making a F-I-N-E. difficult throw, Do- who's going to get so? So what you're who's saying getting is fine this week. So, but Diggs is getting Diggs fined. is getting fined. Got kicked out of the game. Almost cost us the game because he's that important to the Seahawks. That's a slant route. You're going to throw it there. How about how about that high? How about you find both? For I'm okay with throw. that. You're good with both. So so you were a huge Raider fan, right? You hated probably the Steelers like I did yep. growing up. Terry Bradshaw, as much as, you know, guys, go look at his statistics. I never forget, he talked about, he goes, my job is to protect the receiver. So when they run an in route and I see a safety, I throw it down to the ground where only he can get it and protect him. They don't protect any receivers anymore. 
they throw it high. Matter of fact, I think they actually want you to get your head knocked off. Moyer. So you can get a penalty. Receivers are untouchable. You cannot touch us. You right. Must, you must hug us and right. bring us down to the ground no, softly. I, look, I bring a pillow and a blankie <laughs> and a, maybe a little fuffa, which we call the pacifier for our kids. I bring all three of those to us. And I say, here you go, Michael. But I, I, seriously, they, they want to take away the head helmet. The offense at some point has to help in that. You can't just put the owners. I don't know. I don't. I don't guy. know, Paul. I, I don't know. Why not? There, I. I'm gonna mini flex again. Many. I, I played in the uh, East West Shrine game. Okay. Uh, my senior year, we weren't allowed to do certain play. We weren't allowed to blitz. Um, the offense weren't allowed to do certain play. In but, an all star game. In an all star. Naturally. Game. So all I'm saying is, if you throw that play and you and you and that hilt, that you threw the football. You are the reason for that intersect point, that dangerous throw. And Diggs is just trying to he's just trying to make a play. To me, there's two it's like in a marriage. It takes two people to fight. You can't just fight with yourself. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm not even convincing here's, myself. Here's my But here, the quarterback should start being fined. Here's my argument to that. Okay, it's like the NBA. You think you have position on a guy, but if your feet are moving they're going to call the Stop. charge on you. No. They're going to call the charge. If your feet That's are moving, the you they're going to call you. So it's up to the defense to make the safe tackle. Now, I'm not saying that it's not tough. It's tough. I I played safety varsity football on Friday nights. I didn't hey, I didn't do it I in the I didn't do it in that. the 80s. I didn't have six picks in a season. <laughs> you know, I didn't do that. But, you know, I kind of understand what's going on and it's tough on a defense. I, I, I can meet in the middle you with you and Diggs say. you should have been kicked out again? No. Do you no. hate the rule? No, no, no. I hate the rule. No. I, I think that he should. there should be a penalty. He should be fined. But Why not should kick, he be fined? But not no. kicked out the game. Do you, not kicked so, out the game. So here's where, here's where I'm going with this, and this could be a long time. I think there should be a penalty because I get that you've got to change behavior. A fine to me should be there is intent. There's no intent there. There. I don't know how he could have got out of the way, you guys. Intent is interpretation. That's why he got thrown out the game. No, th- no, that wasn't the intent. It was the rule of the law. The rule of the law was if you go helmet to helmet on what they call a defenseless receiver, whatever that means, then you're you're kicked out of the game. There's a penalty. Intent means we see you know what intent is. A guy comes in with an elbow. He's got his head down and and he takes one extra step. No, I'm I'm saying that if. The referees perceive that play as if he's not trying to make the play, as he's he's not. Because there's helmet to helmet every single tackle in the NFL. There's helmet to helmet. I'm okay with the penalty because they're trying to change behavior. But what I I don't like is not only did he get kicked out of the game, he's going to get fined, and there's no intent from that. He didn't mean to do that. Intent not to you and I. No. But to New York and no, to no. these guys, that, so there might be some intent. That's the law, right? So, again, uh, a guy walks across the street, you hit him. Okay, that you're going to get a fine. You maybe get thrown in jail. Did you mean to hit the guy? <laughs> no. But the guy was jaywalking and may have oh. deserved to be hit. Oh, man. That throw is like a jaywalker. <laughs> okay? Hey. Do not throw NASA, the ball. Do, do, hey, do I get anything? Hey, if you're in downtown Seattle, you better not throw the ball across the busy intersection. I think NASA's on my side on this one. No, Paul, I got you. Yes. You know what? <laughs>
We should find them. If you walk across the street, <laughs> watch out. All watch right? out. Exactly. If Moyer's driving, head on the swivel because he's got the Telson no, automatic no drive. Fine. And he's going. No, no drive. No fine. Just a penalty. All right. Coming up next, we'll give you our final thoughts. This has been great. Michael Bowman's Paul Moyer, Nasty Chobie, Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer, Natsy Choby. This is Hawks Live on 710. This song right here, Paul's All Eyes on Me by Tupac. Wait, wait, wait. You looked at me and said that like you didn't know. No, I knew. Like I didn't know. I know. I, Look, it, I'm still talking about digs and the headhunting <laughs> thing, and NASA's on my side, and we're we're good. What do you mean? I'm 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 on your side, kind of about that. Real real quick, do I, do I ever get a choice in a song or music? I mean, typically no, but uh, if you want to put in a request during the Look, break, I got some uh, Jay Z stuff I'd like to throw oh, out there. So, you know, Let's but, go. All right, so but you know, we we beat that one to death. We did. And we're going to come back to that at some point before the year. Because oh, yeah. I'm just getting started. Most definitely. Yeah. All right, so final thoughts. Yeah. What does this team need to do to start off the season 3-0? In my opinion, can I, I'll get mine first. My opinion is they need to limit Dak Prescott's performance. Ezekiel is going to do what he's going to do. He has a decent offensive line in front of him. I believe if you hold him around 80 to 100 yards, one touchdown, you're good to go. Dak Prescott is the person you need to worry about because he has CeeDee Lamb. He's got Amari Cooper. He's got Michael Gallup and even Schultz, who scored the only receiving touchdown last week against the Atlanta Falcons. The second half, Dak Prescott accounted for four touchdowns. He's the first NFL quarterback to throw for 450 yards and rush for three touchdowns. He's playing at a high level. He needs a little bit more attention. I don't think he gets enough attention. Just like Russell doesn't, I don't think Dak gets enough love. Dak's going to have to play really well because we have this guy named Russell Wilson who's playing at a, an historic level. I mean, nine touchdowns in, in two games is crazy. It, I think it's going to be a shootout. You know, I think both defenses are struggling. Uh, you know, the Seahawks have also played two, I think, very good, well-coached offenses uh, two very good quarterbacks, their third one. It, it may not get much better this week. Um, you're going to play the most balanced team you've played all year in the Cowboys. They can run it. They can throw it. You know, what What? What do they need to do better? I, I think one is um, make sure they make the plays when it's there. So mm-hmm. you know, Pete Carroll talked about the, the pass rush. You know, they had a chance to get four or five sacks. Jamal Adams had Cam Newton dead to right. He, he'll get Dak if that's the case this time, but Cam's – I think he's the toughest guy to sack because he's yep. just so big and athletic. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game. You know, I've, I've kind of, if you've know, uh, noticed, I've pick, uh, predicted double-digit victories the last two games, yep. and I'm 2-0 uh, in our <laughs> predictions. Low-key. I will not be predicting that this week. No. Uh, the tough match. Dax always had a good game. Uh, Elliott's had a good game. The, it's a tough matchup for us, so Russell's going to have to go off. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think I think Russell has to go off, and I think the defense has to limit the big plays. Now, the Dallas Cowboys have 41 plays this year that result in 10 or more yards, into, at least NFL. So when it comes to explosive plays, these guys have it. So if they're averaging 41, what's the math? You divide that by two, 20-something 20 20 a, a game. All right, 15 explosive plays a game, 10-plus yards. I think the Hawks have a chance. 
Yeah, I think look, I think we we got to get him to third down and win. I, I, I my big thing is always get him to third down a lot, win the mixed downs. You know, you can have somebody who goes ten for twenty on third down. And they go, why you gave up fifty percent? Yeah, but I also got off ten times. So you win on mixed down. So you go, they get to third down after two plays. They go, they win. They get to third down in two plays. They win. They get to ten, third down in two plays. You're off the field. I don't care. So we got to win on third down and get them there often. And I think we will. That's one thing we've done a lot, and I think that's why we've won games. This is going to be a tough football game. They have so many weapons, but so do we. Yeah, I think this is going to be the toughest game. I know New England came down to the last play, but there was a moment in the game to where you felt that uh, – the Hawks had it under control. Dude, this is going to be the toughest game to play Arizona, the Rams, 49ers. <laughs> Our division's tough. All right. Hey, well, that is Hawks Live. Thank you guys for joining. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Paul Moyer. Nash and Choby doing the same. We got Matt back at Bonneville holding it down. Thank you to Cody Barton and John Clayton for joining us today. Have a great one. We'll see you next Thursday. Go Hawks. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Download the 710 Sports app to get breaking news notifications on the Hawks and read the latest analysis on the Hawks at 710sports.com. Com.